I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto. Let's have some fun today. Happy New Year, Raider Nation. Haven't had a chance to talk to you guys since um, New Year's Eve. 2024 is here. Lots to look forward to next season. Um, I'm doing my, uh, as I do every year, my dry January. Mm-hmm. All 31 days, not a drip of booze. On day three. I'm starting to feel it. Yeah. If I get a little shaky, you know, start seeing some sweats, it's because it's been a solid 72 hours since I've had a drop of whiskey. Nah, you'll be all right. I'll be be fine. I'll be fine. It's got to ring me dry. I do it every year. Uh, So a giant decision. One of the biggest decisions of Mark Davis's life, I, I feel, is the coaching decision for this next season. Um. It's funny, like every time the Raiders win a game, all like the crowd is AP head coach. He's already earned it. Let's do it. Every time he loses, uh, I don't know. Might not be it. I don't think he's the guy. Let's see if Harbaugh's still around. Let's see if Gruden wants the job. I don't know if people, if Raider Nation is really just swinging that widely off of every single win and loss, or if just the people that want AP are just louder after wins and the people that don't want AP are just louder after losses. I don't know which one it is, but I do know the noise is drastically throwing me from side to side. Everyone, everyone and every loss. It's uh, it's that whole peaks and valleys thing mm-hmm. that I was talking about, about players is when during wins, they, everything is great. Everything is, is because of them. And then in, in losses, it's because of them as well. And uh, I just I just think that a lot of fans aren't looking at the victories and what happened in those victories and is it s- sustainable to, um, to play that way um, and win games consistently. Mm. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into a bunch of that stuff here. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot of um, – it's kind of like the after the season, like that the the pendulum swing is going to like slow down and kind of like get more towards the middle where we can be a little bit more objective about things. You won't live and die in every win and loss. Yeah, look exactly. Back at the total total package, but uh, yeah. So I don't know which one it is. I feel like we've been pretty consistent ish. Um, maybe we, we get a little caught up in the moment as much as the next fan. Who knows? Um, but Rappaport and Pelissero did a kind of just like analyzing NFL teams that need head coaches. And here's what they had to say. Owner Mark Davis has told people close to him that he's increasingly impressed by interim head coach Antonio Pierce, who was four and three since replacing McDaniels. This was after the before the Colts lost, so he's four and four. Superstar pass rusher Max Crosby and others have been effusive. It's a big word in their praise of Pierce. Uh, Devontae Adams said the same thing Wednesday in his presser. And several members of the extended Raiders family have reached out to Davis to express their support as well, but Pierce is not a slam dunk for the job. Davis is a believer that you need a big name in Vegas, whatever that means. And his two coaches there so far, John Gruden, Josh McDaniels fit that bill. Who could be at this time? Bill Belichick is certainly one if he becomes available, though it's hard to imagine a return to the Patriot way. Would play well in the locker room after McDaniels 9-16 stint. 
Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh, a former Raiders assistant coach, would qualify. And Davis still loves John Gruden. He hasn't taken a full-time coaching role since his resignation from the Raiders in 2021. Pierce's, in this case, two, one more game to make his case against the Broncos this weekend with slim playoff hopes still alive. No playoff hopes alive as of now. Interim general manager Chad Kelly's status also remains up in the air. So a couple things there. Um, according to these two, it seems like what's bouncing around in Mark Davis's mind is kind of what we've talked about. AP is always going to be there, right? Like he's the other 31 teams aren't going to give him a head coaching job. So you don't have to, you're negotiating against yourself with Antonio Pierce. So there's really no reason not to, when the season's over, look at everybody available and make your decision. Jim Harbaugh has been talked about forever. We, um, the reports come out. His wife's from Las Vegas. Obviously he coached at the Raiders years ago. She wants to move back home. That he would be a big splash. He would be a big name. I keep telling you, man, Mark Davis is a star fucker. And this is the guy in where John Harbaugh's a big name. And then John Gruden keeps popping up all the time. That name I've seen it in our comment sections. I've people tweeting at us. Raider nation still loves old Chucky. Go. I, I, I don't know. This has nothing to do with whether I want John Gruden as the coach or not. Mm -hmm. You guys need to understand something. John Gruden is suing all 32 owners and the commissioner of the league. He is not getting a, a, a head coaching job in the NFL. He's not going to take anything less than a head coaching job. He's not getting any of that in the NFL. Just, just, until this whole legal thing is taken care of, he is not taking a job. He's not getting offered a job in the NFL. Just so there, there's, there's no, I don't know if there's legal recourse for the league to keep Mark Davis from hiring Gruden. I don't know if that's like letter of the law type thing, but certainly if 31 other owners and Roger Goodell don't want something, that thing's probably not going to happen. Now I will say maybe, a, maybe like part of a settlement or a stipulation could be, Hey John, if you, stop this lawsuit i know he said i want to burn everything down i'm gonna i'm not gonna settle i don't need the money he doesn't need the money but maybe him being far away from coaching for so long could be the carrot in front of him to get him to settle and kind of like not do this that's a maybe but again i think far more likely soto is exactly what you said the the there's too many powers that be despite the letter of the law that don't want him coaching the raiders so I'm yeah, with you there. And, and there's there's if there's nothing stopping him legally from being hired now, there's even less stopping him after the lawsuit is you know ended. After it's yeah. like whatever end it comes to. Not not even ended, just needs to get to um discovery. Discovery. Once it's I mean and that that's really the true finish line in my mind for all parties involved. It's discovery yeah, discovery like that's, that's that's the that's the virgin's honeypot right there that's, that's what, what i care about like waiting I, for. yeah like if you know that's that's what i'm itching to see is discovery and yeah and, obviously and, all the owners and, and don't want to do so i i don't really see any any like uh any hurry in, in john gruden because if he waits until after what he wants to have happen happen with with a discovery phase he, he's he's still in, a, in the same position to take a job so why not let let it. You, he can have both. He can have his cake and eat it too. He can yeah. burn it burn it all down, and he can get a job if he waits. Um. So, Vinny Bossignori of Las Vegas Review Journal. Um. So that's that's Gruden. 
Here's Harbaugh. Vinny, the buzz of him being in play for the Raiders has been on talking about um, Harbaugh has been ongoing since Davis fired McDaniels on Halloween night, but it wasn't clear how interested Harbaugh was in leaving Michigan for the NFL. The hiring of Yee changes all that. He's a, the agent that Harbaugh um, mm. has acquired. Obviously, he's got, a, on Monday, a pretty big college football game to worry about, so that's why he lets Yee handle all this. Obviously, he was, he was represented Tom Brady as well. And as an NFL source with knowledge of the situation indicated Tuesday, Harbaugh to the Raiders is very much, quote-unquote, in play. Harbaugh, whose wife is from Las Vegas, began his coaching career in 2002 as an assistant with the Raiders and spent two seasons in Oakland as a quarterback's coach. In a short time with the Raiders, Harbaugh made quite an impression on Al Davis and the team's longtime owner and Mark's father. So, um, Harbaugh's kind of been the most obvious sexy pick for the Raiders, right? Other than Antonio Pierce, I think still has the inside track. But it definitely feels like Mark Davis wants a big, splashy, sexy hire, and Harbaugh fits that. And it seems like three of the 87 steps to get Harbaugh in the silver and black have already happened. So there's definitely a tie, right? There's definitely a tie there between Harbaugh and the Raiders, okay? There's Mm -hmm. definitely some sort of link. So that's one thing that you need to take a look at. Another thing that needs to be addressed is from what I've read and what I've heard, Harbaugh is going to want to have personnel control. I don't know that Mark Davis is going to do that. And if he picks Champ Kelly, Champ Kelly is not going to be a puppet to anybody. He's going to do what he wants. So um, I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, Well, look, puppet or just like assistant GM, which was his job before. Like, is that a puppet or you having a job? Like it's literally the job he had eight weeks ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that he's gonna. He's gonna do that. Is, well, he's not gonna be. He's not gonna be a puppet GM to 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 no, Harbaugh. No, he'll. Yeah, he'll be. You know, the assistant GM. I don't think that's gonna work out, man. I don't think. I'll well, what's see that so, I mean, then. well, there's only. Well, then his only alternative is if someone else hires him as GM. Maybe, like maybe another with the thirty-one teams will hire him as full-time GM. But like, it's the either is, is if you if, have if that Harbaugh, job or nothing. If Harbaugh gets hired on as the Raiders head coach, and he's mm-hmm. like the he gets the Gruden deal, right? He gets like a head coach and fucking vice president, whatever, right? Where Champ Kelly, Champ Kelly does not is is being he's has there's a hard ceiling for him with the Raiders. So he would want to go to a place where he can go somewhere else after that and become a um, a general manager or be a general manager at that place where he's putting in work. Mm. So I, I don't know that he would want to stay. I'm not saying he or, was 100% not going to, but yeah. I don't know that I, I wouldn't want to stay if I'm if, I, if I'm being told if I'm up for a job. And but I'm would you leave for a role. lesser but would you leave for a lesser job though? That's my point. It's no, like you, you can make a lateral move somewhere else and be an assistant, but at least have the ability to go to to um, to uh, be promoted within that organization. Unless he thinks that his best chance of getting a full time full GM job is under Harbaugh with the Raiders as an assistant, right? You're building your name. But, but if Harbaugh, Harbaugh. Like, if Harbaugh gets that that Gruden deal, he's never going to be the GM, That's and like, everyone's no. going to know it. 
I'm not saying at the Raiders. I'm saying at another team. Like you build your resume under Harbaugh. Like how many GMs got jobs after Belichick, right? How many front office people got jobs working under Belichick, et cetera, right? Like maybe he thinks like, why would I? But again, like you want to have a lesser job? Like you, you're assuming he's going to have a lesser job going somewhere else. He's not going to get a promotion. That's for sure. Okay. And I didn't, I never said that. So it's okay. So it's more likely that it's lesser than a promotion. It would be either a lateral move somewhere. Okay. That's again, like a lateral move with the ability to, with ability to be promoted where he is now. There's, there's he, there's a hard ceiling on him right now. If he stays. Or if he thinks like, look, Harbaugh's going to turn this franchise around. We're going to have players, a bunch of players do awesome. And I'm going to get partial credit for that. And that's how I'm going to be a GM is under Harbaugh, build my name that way. And then I'll get promoted to another one of the 31 teams. I think both, I think both scenarios are likely. Um, I, and again, with, and again, with champ. He's, he's played been, this role too many times, too many places where he's, he's, he has no, no room to grow in that organization. He, he he made a lateral move to the Raiders, which me which tells me he wants to be at the Raiders, or he thinks that's where his career can flourish is at the Raiders, or maybe he likes Las Vegas, or you know what I mean. I don't want to lose him. That, that, um, that that's my look, big concern. That's my big concern with Harbaugh, is that he has not shown that he has the ability to be a personnel guy in the NFL. Coach, yes. Personnel, no. That was his big issue with the 49ers is he wanted more personal control with the Niners. And that was like the big split that happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't, I don't know if, if Mark Davis does do that. If he just gives him like the keys to the castle uh, to another person. And it's, it, I don't know what to say, man. He, he makes us, he's making the same mistake over and over again. Uh, you, you can't, you can't put that on. You can't put that on like Gruden and Harbaugh are two different people. Like you can't say like, well, because it failed with Gruden, it's definitely gonna fail with someone else. I'm not saying that, but you're giving it to somebody who doesn't have the he who's the, hasn't shown he can do it. I'm with you in the sense I don't want Harbaugh to. I would rather there be a GM and Harbaugh be coach. I, Harbaugh's I not that. gonna go anywhere where he doesn't have personal. Control. That's my. That's the thing is, are we gonna say no to Jim Harbaugh and get someone lesser over the GM issue? That's the question. Is he says, all right, I want GM. I want to be. I want personnel control, or I'm not getting hired. Do we say, okay, say la vie, go to the Chargers, or do we say, or do we say, okay, we'll make that sacrifice because he's a proven winner everywhere he goes? That's the question. I'm not saying it should be. I'm not saying that's that's a yes or no answer. I'm saying that's a serious question. It's like, yeah, I don't want him being GM either. I want a GM. I definitely want a GM. But if that's part of the package deal, and it's between us and the Chargers, because it kind it kind of feels like it is. Like it feels like a lot the of Chargers the Chargers have both both jobs open already. But it's the other thing. There's two things the Chargers never do with their coaches: pay them, and give, and not, and and there's so many members of the Spanos family that love to like get their hands in personnel and do things. You know, it's like it's a bunch of like spoiled rich kids that are are playing GM. You know, so those are two things they don't normally give that Harbaugh's going to want. They want fifty million dollars a year and personnel control. That's why. That's that's the best thing in my mind, keeping him from keeping Harbaugh from going to the chargers or those two stipulations. Whereas Mark Davis made it abundantly clear. He'll do both <laughs> have all the keys to the kingdom. And here's all the money in the world. So you, you put in a big, what if right to, to kind of qualify your question. Okay. What about this one? 
what if bringing in Harbaugh means you lose Patrick Graham? That would really, really suck. Do you think okay, we so that's uh, that's the thing is we don't know. We don't know if we don't know about yours either. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the question. Well, there's no. I mean, there's no precedent for that. Like, why would I don't know how Harbaugh would. So you do you think Harbaugh would fire PG or PG would leave? I don't know that PG would leave willingly. I think he likes coaching with the Raiders. I like do you think Harbaugh would players. Harbaugh would fire him? I think this is the best defense that PG has coached. Uh, but do you think Harbaugh would fire? I think him? I think Harbaugh would bring in his own staff. Yes, I think that would be asinine for him to Bro, look at. I'm telling you, these guys around. think different. These guys don't think like you and I do. These guys are egomaniacs, dude, and they will go in there and they will do, this is my way. I want things done my way. If I'm going to have my job on the line, I want it done my way. And if he doesn't believe in Patrick Graham for whatever reason, I'm not saying he does or doesn't, yeah. but if he doesn't, he wants more than likely, it, it, he's going to bring in his whole new staff. That would be a huge red flag if he fires Patrick Graham. Uh, I agree. I agree. But I don't, are, I don't see a chance. I don't, I don't think he would. I think, think, I think you're hoping he won't because I think you want him to be the coach. But more than likely, he would bring in his entire whole staff. More than likely. Not the way PG turned two decades of defensive ineptitude around. I don't, I don't think even – I think PG even had a good like, defense. I want to lean on that. PG had a good defense when he was with the Giants, and he still got fired. I think, I think Harbaugh – wants to win more than anything and he sees like oh well, i mean the, the, the number the, uh, one point scoring defense since ap took over they want to win the table want to win they had a good defense they were improving under under patrick graham and he still got fired did he get fired or did the raiders swoop on him i don't remember no he got oh, fired because whoever the last coach was before dable was dable came in and brought his own new staff in running wink martindale but it was all it was it was nowhere near as good as the raiders defense and it was nowhere near as big of a turnaround. Not even close. Oh, I, I, for mean, sure. I, I agree. I agree. But I think that had PG stayed on with the with the, the, the weapons that he had on defense, I think they would have progressively gotten better and better. Uh, yeah. But um, that's but it, that, it, 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 it just happened to this specific coach. But this the drastic turnaround would be very shocking. If I was like, oh, number one scoring defense in football with – really one star on the, on the team. Like it's not, you know I mean? It's not like there's like five pro bowlers on the defense and that's why it's, it's successful. There's one good guy, one great guy and, and a couple good guys, guy, but, bunch of good guys. Don't but, do it. Don't do it. You with eye, on the, eye on the pussy. Motherfucker. Where jar. Uh, I away with that one. Cause this, this dude, whatever I'll take it, but uh, sports illustrated. Also on the same case, a little Q and a mailbag. What are the odds? Antonio Pierce becomes Raiders head coach. MD can't screw this up, right? A couple things should really help Antonio Pierce with Mark Davis. The first is that Davis still harbors some regret over not giving Rich Bisaccia another year after Bisaccia united a team that was going through a lot. We all remember that John Gruden fiasco, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett's off field problems and got the Raiders to the playoffs. The second is that Davis does listen to his players. I believe the three in particular he counseled with earlier in the year, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, will be strong supporters of Pierce. Uh, I believe all three have been on the record saying they want AP. I know for sure Max and Devontae. I think Jacobs. I think that's public record. 
But there's then there's there's this part. One thing I've heard is that Davis may have a big swing in him and that he'd go with Pierce if that swing weren't to work out. Either way, Pierce seems to be positioned nicely. That tells me Harbaugh's the big fish and Antonio Pierce is the fallback. Harbaugh is asking out the homecoming queen, the prom. And if she says no, you've got the, you've got the, um, the second string cheerleader who's still down for the cause. That's how it sounds to me. Hey, man, in my experience, the bigger girls do more stuff. So, yeah, but that's not Mark Davis. He definitely doesn't like the bigger girls and he wants the sexy name as opposed to. But he, 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 so here's my question to you Do you think Mark Davis cares more about what the other 31 owners think? Or more about what his fan base and players think. I don't think I don't think it's what the other third one owners think. I think it's the selling tickets, making waves. Well, that's, what, that, that's what your 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 fans right. So that would be AP then. I think he's. I I still think he's a star fucker. I think that's Where the big thing that marked. I think that's that's, still, that's that's my question. Does he care more about what? everyone else thinks or more about what his fan base and his players think. I think he cares 51% more about what the greater populace thinks. And then 49% fans because I can go the, along with that. it's like, um, it's like the UFC, right? Their pay-per-views don't cater to hardcore fans because they all buy them. You're a hardcore UFC fan. Like you buy all the pay-per-views. You build the pay-per-view to appeal to the casual fans, to the non-fans. Like that's why you want Conor McGregor doing Sports Center hits and Sean O'Malley doing these Twitch screen streams because you want people who normally don't buy pay-per-views to buy your UFC pay-per-view. I think the same thing Mark Davis is thinking here. It's like, look, Raider Nation, I have their money. I know he I don't think he hates the fans, is trying to like it's not it's not like that, but it's a business. It's a business. He can, with a straight face, charge six figures for PSLs. Like, hey, diehard Raider fans, we're gonna bleed. We're gonna squeeze every every dime we can out of you because it's a business. And I get it. He's not a bad guy from that. From that, he's a businessman. And Raider fans have proven yeah, to be willing, willing to pay it, man. Willing, 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 willing to, to pay, pay, right? So it's like the hardcore Raider fans. Like he listens. He, he cares. You know, he definitely cares. But we're, we're like that money's already in his pocket. He wants to appeal to, to to broad. He wants to be an international brand. He wants the Raiders to be like people flying from all over to see Gruden on the sideline and now Harbaugh on the sideline. And, you know, I, th- I think that's a big driving force for Mark. The biggest thing to bring in more and newer fans is to win. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who the head coach is, as long as you're winning. I'm with you. So, um you don't know if a new head coach is going to come in or win or not. You do know for sure if they're a star or not, right? There's only there's there's two things you want. One you'll know for sure coming in. The other one you're hoping, like you're doing your best. But well, you so, don't know for sure either one of them are going to win. But I mean, yeah. Like but you, you know what? You know, like you know, yeah. Again, I can't tell you for sure Antonio Pierce is going to win more games than Harbaugh or vice versa. I can tell you Harbaugh is a hundred times the name, and then that matters to Mark. Uh, what does Raider Nation think? Or at least uh, the Windbags did a little poll on our YouTube. Who do you want? Not who you think. Who do you want? 
as Ritter's head coach next season, 60, and it was Antonio Pierce, Jim Harbaugh, John Gruden, or other, 65% of you, Antonio Pierce. Who was the other? Um, I don't think there were many. No one, no one said the other? Someone said other and just left. <laughs> Damn. Well, a couple people are like none of them. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, I think someone said like none of them. A couple of them are also like, I want, I want to keep both of them, which, you know, AP might, I, I can see AP staying if he doesn't get a better job somewhere. Whatever Mark Davis does is probably, probably wrong. <laughs> I guess <laughs> you know what I mean. There's Mark Davis Barber is hilarious. There's just, there's just, there's just, uh, yeah. There's just like other involved as well. So I think, I think, I think the stage is set. I think it's safe to say Mark Davis is shooting for Jim Harbaugh. Way in the, you know, way in the options. Harbaugh's got his agent talking to people, running that price tag as high as possible. You know, Harbaugh's got a secret publicist making sure all these things are talked about. Right? Get my name in there. Get my name out there. Get my name out there. And there's no reason not to, right? If Harbaugh wins, even if Harbaugh loses the national championship game on Monday, he's still got Michigan to beat Ohio State multiple seasons into the finals. Um, and he's going to have Michigan because he's got a contract out with Michigan that's pending. And then every NFL team, his number is just going to drive right up. All this talk is just driving that number up. More control, more money. I want to. I want a bowl full of just blue M and M's, and then a bowl of uh, raisin bran. But I want just the bran, and I want all those raisins taken out and some raisins added in. You know, that's what it's going to cost for a big, big coach. I, I'm just not a fan of having a head coach be the GM again. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, so this part about Antonio Pierce, we've been, and we're again, we're big fans of AP. On this channel, that juice is real. What he's done, all Raider Nation of the man. But there is, I think, a question that needs to be that needs to be asked. Here's Bucky Brooks on NFL Network, and he's talking about um, Antonio Pierce. And this is the big thing with AP is we we saw the graphic of how as soon as Antonio Pierce took over, and this was before the Colts game, but the defense is first in scoring defense, uh, like. Take away the turnover margins improved drastically. Sacks went up, um, just like penalties, uh, everything improved drastically. Specifically, defense. And during his tent, during his run, he's the number one scoring defense in football. This is all great stuff. And we we're like, yeah, it's the you know Patrick Graham. It's the combination of Patrick Graham's system. Guys are starting to grasp it, and the juice that Antonio Pierce brought to the team. Bucky Brooks. Big fan of AP, and he's making a case for Antonio Pierce to keep the job. But he said something that makes me that makes me question if he should. Take a listen. The team plays much differently under Pierce. And I will say this, knowing him as a personal friend, knowing him when he was coming out of Arizona as a player, as a scout, and watching his career, he has all the things that you need to have. Smart, he's tough, he's a decorated player, Pro Bowl player, been a Super Bowl champion. So he has the attention of the locker room when he stands out. But I think the thing that has been underrated, really good coach. 
Patrick Graham has been freed up to play the kind of style that he wants to play. We've seen this defense get better and better. The seven games that uh, AP has been in charge. And a lot of that was kind of coming to fruition anyway. But Antonio Pierce has given this team a lot of confidence while still maintaining the discipline and detail that you need. Yet he is definitely deserving of being a head coach for the Raiders for the long time. So the two things I picked up on, Soto, and you tell me if you're if you're picking up what I'm dropping. He said Antonio Pierce is allowing Patrick Graham to be the defensive coordinator that he wants to be. And the the stuff that was happening defensively was already kind of happening as AP took over. He's kind of making a case in my eyes that we're giving too much credit to the, of the defense to Antonio Pierce and that it's all Patrick Graham. That's not what he's meaning to say, but that's, I think that's what he accidentally said. Yeah, I guess if you want, you, you can look at it that way, but there is also that decision to allow Patrick Graham to play the style of defense that he wants. Now, sure. how did that come about? What is it? Was it, go ahead, Patrick Graham, do what you want. Or is it, all right, Patrick Graham, sit down. Tell me how you want to do this. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's two different conversations, okay? Mm-hmm. And there's two different meanings to those conversations. We're not privy to those conversations, so we don't know specifically. But we can kind of infer from what Bucky – I think what Bucky Brooks was meaning to say was that AP allowed him after a conversation to do it his mm-hmm. way. And so I think that needs to be taken into consideration when, when we give Antonio Pierce, uh, you know, I think it was last show. I think we like kind of did our divvy up where it was like 60% PG, 40% AP mm-hmm. for credit for the defense. And that was like the number we came up with. This mm-hmm. kind of makes me think it's more 70, 30, where if all you're Probably. doing as head coach is like, all right, I'm hands off. It's the right move, right? It's, it's clearly the correct move. He did the right thing because the defense is first and point, you know, points against. So it was the correct move, but it's a lot different saying, I'm just not going to meddle versus here's my input and together we're making it good. It's a, it's, it's a huge difference. That, that's what, that's what I, well, yeah, that's what I pointed out. And ultimately that's the kind of wall you run into when you have a, um, a, a, um, a head coach that's not a coordinator. Uh, you kind of have to have a, um, you have to have a, a coordinators that don't want to be head coaches, basically, you know, because if you if you ha- you have to have like older, longtime coordinators, which Patrick Graham is not. Patrick Graham is it, if this happened from the beginning of the season, you best believe Patrick Graham's name would be out there for a head coaching job. Uh, Thank so, God it didn't, because I really haven't seen PG in the head coaching conversations. Yeah, I'm telling you, if this happens, be, but if even. no, he will. If this happens again. If he sticks yeah. on and and we play, let's say we're let's say we're not number one, but let's say we're top ten scoring defense for a whole season. You best believe Patrick Graham is going to be going to get some looks as a head coach, and um, I think that he's that's something that he wants to do and he's capable of doing. So that's what, what's going to happen afterwards. Who's going to be the, is AP going to take over being the de facto you know defensive coordinator? That would be something cool, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But Ultimately, 
not many people can be successful. Not many coaches in the NFL now can be successful being a long-term non-coordinator uh, like, like John Harbaugh is doing. It's mm -hmm. very difficult to do it for that long and not be that guy. Yes, yeah, so this is a very small handful of guys like that. Pete Carroll, Harbaugh, like you mentioned. Um, not many. Pete Carroll was really involved in that defense, man. Yeah, he's still kind of like CEO coach, though. Yeah. He's got, he's got his agree, involvement. But he's, he's, not, like, he's not like Belichick, you know? No, no, no. Belichick was like defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator one year. And GM. And head and coach. And Jeez. And her. Uh, so the, the Jack Jones penalty that cost us the game against the Colts, it's still getting talked about. It's, it's the third most viewed reel on our Instagram. Like it got up to like 450,000 views in two days because people are so pissed and rightfully so Jack Jones did not go offsides and that cost us three points and we would have been tied with that last drive and who knows what would have happened in overtime cost us the game. The uh, no announcement from head of refereeing from the league. No apology. No, like, oh, yeah, we screwed that one up. Nothing. Just crickets. Not a, not a single thing. Not only is there silence. There's been even more. Every single game in the NFL, the NFL YouTube channel posts their, the highlights of the game. There has been Epstein-level blackouts on this game. When they show the highlights, they show most of the penalties, and they absolutely show all the penalties that drastically affect the game. So this is unedited. No redactions. This is straight from the NFL YouTube. The sequence leading up to that. And I'm starting it here on purpose because they're showing an offside. And the pass interference, right? The Jack Jones pass interference, they're showing, which mattered, but it was nowhere near as important as the other one, right? So they show a play, Max Crosby with another TFL. And the next play was the field goal, the 50-yarder that Jack Jones had the offsides call. They edited it out. They cut that play out. A game-altering season-altering penalty they cut out. And they went straight to the 45-yard attempt after that they made. The NFL YouTube channel cut out that penalty to try to save their referees and save the embarrassment from cut the off. They showed the other they showed the other penalty like two three two three plays before that really that wasn't that big of a deal. But they showed the one that was game. They, they deleted the one that, that was the game altering one. So At not only they're point, silent, they're actively trying to censor that terrible call that cost the Raiders their season in the postseason. At this point, is anyone surprised? I know I'm not. I'm not surprised. I, it like is, maybe, but yeah. it, to me, the, the only surprise is how systematic that is. Like, I don't think Roger Goodell called down to some editor in, in the YouTube channel that does these games and is like, change it. I think there was like some sort of manager above that, some sort of supervisor that's like, take that out. You know how we roll here with the Raiders. I think it's a system-wide epidemic in the NFL. Well, the, 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 the replay of, of the uh, the whole um, 
ineligible player thing. Was that replayed? Was that in the highlights? I don't remember. I think it might be a don't let make our refs look bad thing. Yeah. Which is more likely, I think, even though I do know, I do feel that we get unfairly targeted as mm -hmm. Raider fans. But um, it's it was just a, a when the when when the all twenty two came out. That's the first thing I did. I fast forwarded to the very end and I looked at it. I'm like, damn, it was on the the ball was on the forty three yard line or thirty three yard line, excuse me. And I look at Jack Jones and he's it's he's onside. Yep. And now they're it's taking crazy. it out of YouTube. It's crazy. Um, remember what I said about Devonte Adams and Josh McDaniels week, like four or five when Devonte was getting pissed and, um, it was like, all right, watch the best sign of ineptitude out of Josh McDaniels. The next level ineptitude out of Josh McDaniels is watch. He's gonna make Devonte Adams, not a pro bowl wide receiver. And that's what happened. Ding, the ding, Pro Bowl ding, names ding, came ding. out. Yep, the Pro Bowl names came out. Max Crosby and AJ Cole. Congratulations, very well deserved. First team Pro Bowlers representing the AFC as they should. Number one in each of their positions. Okay, guys, very very important. Okay, these are the only names that count when it comes to being called a Pro Bowler this year. That's it. No alternates. Pro Bowler. That's it. I don't put too much weight into the Pro Bowl. Four-time Pro Bowler Derek Carr. That's what I, I think made this. I don't put any weight into alternates for, for the Pro Bowl. This is the source of Soto's rampages. No, no. Four-time Pro it's Bowler not, Derek Carr. It's not about four-time multiple alternate Derek Carr being in the Pro Bowl. It's not about that. It's anybody. It could be anybody in the Pro Bowl as an alternate. You're not really a Pro Bowler because you only got there because someone else didn't want to play. Well, we don't have any. We have two first teamers that deserve to be there. And frankly, no one else really did. Josh Jacobs somehow got 10th in NFL voting, 6th in the AFC, despite having the worst season of his career. And again, another guy, Josh McDaniels. You take the, you know, well, in fairness, he was the rushing leader, the leading rusher last season under Josh. So he got one and then demoted him. But uh, that's more just kind of like a, a hangover from him uh, being the NFL rushing leader last season. And then Devontae, nowhere near anywhere. Devontae freaking Adams, one of, the, one of the best route runners in football, in his prime. Great hands, aggressive. He can play any role. He played the Randy Moss role under Josh McDaniels. He can play in the slot. He can do whatever you need him to do. He's that good. And Josh McDaniels is so inept that Devontae Adams isn't... He got, like, no votes. He's like... Not even like, oh, he got snubbed from first team all pro. Nothing. Nowhere. That's how embarrassing it was. Yeah, and it's honestly he so didn't bad. deserve to go either with his production. Yeah. Yep. Production I mean, wasn't he, there. He clear about it. It wasn't there. Now, is it his fault? No, but it doesn't matter. Your production's not there. That's I think that's one of the great signs of how bad this offense was this season, where Devontae freaking Adam. It's not even like he's the only target. Right, you got Josh Jacobs, you got Hunter Renfro, you got Jacoby Myers, you got you, you got targets. It's not like they're triple teaming him. You know they can go somewhere else. There's other guys to, to cover, and still he wasn't even a Pro Bowler. A lot to work Terrible. on.
Sad. As great as this defense is and as optimistic as we are about this defense and special teams, the offense, OC and quarterback, desperately needed. Oof. Uh, well, speaking of the defense, um, we finally got to hit the trifecta. Got the first two guys on tape, don't lie, BD and Marcus. Now finally got the other one. Talk to Matt Holder next on the Auto Winbacks. Uh, as we've mentioned many times, we are very big fans of Tape Don't Lie here on the Autumn Windbags, and we got the first two dudes on the show. We've had Marcus, we've had BD, and I've been chasing the white whale, literally <laughs> and metaphorically, Matt Holder. We finally got the trifecta. Matt, <laughs> joining us now on the Autumn Windbags. How you doing, buddy? Good, pretty good, man. I appreciate you guys for having me on. I know we've been uh, been working at it for a little bit, for a couple months now, so I'm glad we finally got some time to that work for all of us, so. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect you. timing. Now that we're eliminated from the playoffs, one know, meaningless right? game left over. Let's get down to some brass tacks, right? We can start talking. <laughs> there we go. Uh, there we'll go. get to Raiders Broncos, you know, at the end for a little bit. But um, honestly, the big talk of the town is like who's going to be the head coach next season, right? And it's it it feels like it's Antonio Pierce or Harbaugh. I mean, Gruden's name keeps popping up, but that seems like a pipe dream. I mean, is is that kind of how you look at it as well? Just hit the big swing yeah. with Harbaugh or the safe pick with AP? Yeah, I, I think you kind of. I'm kind of in the same boat. I feel like if Harbaugh wants the job, I've, I've said this for a while. Like that's kind of always been a uh, Mark Davis's great white buffalo. If you think about the last like I don't know four times the Raiders' uh, head coaching job has been open, it's Harbaugh's name's always kind of popped up. Mm-hmm. Even when uh, Jack Del Rio got the job, what was that? Almost shit, almost ten years ago now. Um, yeah. It feels like, and you know, he ended up going to the Niners and then popped back up last year or two years ago, and. Uh, I think even when Gruden was around, um, you know, he was a popular name. So I feel like if Harbaugh wants it, he'll probably uh, end up getting the job. But I think if Mark Davis doesn't isn't necessarily looking for the big fish or is uh, willing to settle, I think it would definitely be Antonio Pierce is a, a good candidate. And uh, I mean, the win in Kansas City, I think, bought him quite a bit of weight. weight. I mean, uh, I can't even. Well, I guess it was uh, what 2021 or what that, that they what the last time they won in Kansas City and before that was had been years. So. I definitely think he's got a legit candidate. Players love him, which I don't know if Mark Davis is going to want to make the same mistake twice with the, the whole Rich Bisaccia to um, uh, Josh McDaniels um, debacle that ended up being it. So, yeah, I think he's definitely got a legit shot, especially if they can win this week and pull it off and get up to that eight and eight uh, win mark. Yeah, what do you think about the whole Harbaugh wanting to have personnel control, even though he's never been a personnel guy in the NFL before? Is he going to do that again? I mean – just knowing what I know about Jim Harbaugh and the fact that he's a, a pretty big control freak, I can buy it. I can definitely think that he would want, to want it, and I think that's part of the reason why he likes the college ranks because at the college, when you're the head to coach, you're you're uh, completely running the shot, running the personnel, and you are the GM. So I would think that, and that's kind of my biggest hesitation with Harbaugh. Um, that and I think he's a little bit more of a college coach. A little bit more. some of his his antics and his weird quirks, I think, feel like can fade away when you start working with adults for for several years versus uh you know. 18 to 22 year old hungry kids that are trying to make it to the NFL versus uh, guys that are getting paid millions of dollars and don't really want to be yelled and screamed at and being having all these weird uh, little, little things to try and motivate you. But yeah, I, I definitely feel like that's one of my biggest concerns with, uh, with Harbaugh is he's going to want um, some sort of control. I mean, we'll see, hopefully they can get somebody in. Uh, hopefully if they do bring him in, they would be, can convince him to have a GM. Cause I think everybody's tired of the whole, uh, head coach answering the, or the GM answering the head coach model that hasn't worked in the last um, you know, the last two regimes really. Yeah. What do you think was Josh McDaniel's biggest failure? Uh, he's just not a personable personable at all. I think that was one of the biggest things is 
that was one of the biggest problems I think with um, him in Denver. I don't think he was the same guy where if you remember, I think it was Tyler, uh, uh, I forget exactly his name, but one of former Broncos offensive linemen where he was talking about having like uh, sayings above the door and he had to, and he'd call you out in the middle of meetings and you had to recite it and those kind of things. And just, yeah. you know, acting a little bit over arrogant. Uh, I think he toned it down a little bit, but at the end of the day, if you're just not an outgoing and not uh, someone who's got that type of personality, that can get people to, to buy in and can relate to guys. Like you're just never really going to be that. And I think that's probably why he's a better coordinator than, than a head coach. Cause I think that's a big part of being the head coach. And I mean, see the different difference in the motivation and the effort level in the Raiders just when Antonio Pierce took over. I mean, guys are out there playing basketball and Devontae Adams is literally mocking Josh McDaniels in the, as soon as he exits the building. So I think that was probably the, the biggest thing is above anything else, just above the hardheadedness and the, um, you know, this is my scheme and this is what I'm going to do is he just couldn't relate to the guys and couldn't relate to the players. And he's just not that type of person at, at the end of the day. What a great guy to slide in after. Josh McDaniels, like he just looks yeah. so much better as a human. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. it's like, it's like dating a chick after like Gilbert Godfrey dated her. You're just like, Oh man, <laughs> I'm like Fabio around here. Like, Oh, this is, this is great. This is what I'm, this is a, this is the crumbs I'm picking up after. No problem. Exactly. You can do no wrong. As long as you're not a dickhead, yeah. you can just do no wrong. I, I think yeah. it was that. It was also like, we, we didn't expect him to be a raw, raw guy, but we thought like his offensive scheme would be so good that it would make up for that. Right. Like that's he's his offensive genius and Tom Brady's guy and all this stuff. And the offense blew. Like, yeah. was it just, was it, was it just like more of the first problem? He's not a, he's not a great people person. So everything fell apart or was his scheme just overrated? Is he just overrated? Like why did this offense fall flat on its face? I think part of it is just he was overconfident in what he was going to do. I don't think he was great at making adjustments. I mean, you can, I'm sure when you guys talk to Marcus, he uh, can call it out all the time. He was getting frustrated yeah. with a lot of the play calls where it was just um, way too predictable. And, um, you know, if we're sitting here watching and can figure it out, NFL, you can bet, bet your, uh, you can bet that NFL coaches or NFL defensive coordinators are going to be able to predict what he's going to do. And I think he was so stuck in his ways and part of it being this is the way we're going to do it and this is uh, um, how it's going to be done and not being flexible in it and not really adapting to what he wanted to do or what his players could do best was a was a big part of that too. Like Hunter Renfro is a guy that stands out. No, Hunter Renfro hasn't had a great time since McDaniels left either, but you know, Renfro is a guy that you want him running a lot of option routes. You want him having some freedom and being able to do the, the shake and bake stuff that he can do to get open. And with Josh McDaniels, you know, it's you're going to run this route and it's going to be hit at this time. And if you don't do it like that, then uh, you're going to find your way onto the bench. And I think that's a good example of it, too. And, um, you know, I think the whole Jimmy Garoppolo thing, I don't I feel like he overestimated Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, ability to pick up the system. Couldn't didn't realize that, hey, that was seven years ago that this guy had learned it and didn't really ever master it because he was never the starter. Um, and I think he kind of mm -hmm. just got a little bit over arrogant and thinking that, oh, yeah, I can I'm enough of a football or offensive genius that I can make this guy a, a serviceable starting quarterback for us to work. And it obviously didn't. So I think it was I a, little bit a high school a, quarterback, a pro bowler, uh, all pro, all pro, yeah. all, all pro, pro, excuse me. All pro. Yeah. Not Maybe, the alternate you know. that Soto hates <laughs> yeah. so much. <laughs> God, I hate, I hate this stupid alternate pro bowl. You're not a pro bowler. If, you, if you're an alternate, it's like, there's not like the Soto. seventh not alternate. Soto. I feel like you're taking shots at Tyler Huntley there. I'm taking shots at anybody who's an alternate. You're <laughs> it's not a, Derek really a pro Carr bowler. Four-time Pro Bowler Derek Carr. That's like that's four like alternate Derek Carr. You mean four-time alternate? Look, I don't four care. If it's, it's anybody. It could be anybody. Yeah. It's not just yeah. Derek Carr. It's anybody. 
dude, like some of these, like Huntley was what, like the sixth alternate or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Like it's terrible. Hey, like, but yeah. he's a pro bowler. Like, got the jersey, got the money. As long as the, as long as the bonus hits the, the uh, right. Yeah, account, the bonus right? is real. The bonus yeah, is real. Yeah, that's true. Sure. That money's real. It's, it's funny. Like, so, like, <laughs> it's not funny. But I tweeted this in like week six or something. I'm like, Josh McDaniels is so bad of a coach. He's going to make Devontae Adams not a pro bowler. And it freaking happened. Like, that's the level of ineptitude of offense that he brought. It was like Devontae, like six straight or something coming into this season. And and it took Josh McDaniels being so bad that, and again, it's not like there was a one-dimensional offense. You got last, last season's rushing leader. You got... Pro Bowler Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers, Mayer was coming along. Like, it's not like you can just triple team Devontae. And that's like, that's <laughs> it. It's like, no, there's other options. And still, you couldn't yeah. get Devontae to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I mean, nailed it. I think, I think he just cleared a thousand yards this past game when he had 21 targets. And uh, even that was a little bit in question for a guy that uh, in the last like four or five years was routinely getting 1,300, no problem. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, Barring a huge game this weekend, which I don't particularly see happening, then uh, he's not going to ma- reach that mark too. So, yeah, definitely he's not uh, that fifteen hundred he had last year. Yeah, <laughs> not at all, not at all. Be cool if he did though. Would I'll be there for it. <laughs> um, what do you want the Raiders to do at quarterback next season? Man, uh, I kind of wish, I kind of want them to try and go after one of the top guys. I don't think um, they'll be able to. I think. It's going to be cost way too much for him. I, if they can't get after uh, Drake May or Caleb Williams right now, I'd kind of like to see him maybe run it back with O'Connell or maybe see if one of these guys can fall in their laps or at least fall up down to a, a reasonable spot for them to trade up, like a Jaden Daniels or a Michael Penix now that after he had his big game and or a Bo Nix. But yeah, I'm kind of in that spot where I'm not sold on a uh, Aiden O'Connell by any means, but at the same time with where the Raiders are going to be drafting and. You know, the fact that he has had his moments and had had his good games that if they ran it back with him one more year and kind of gave him the full year as being a starter, I wouldn't wouldn't mind it. That being said, too, I would like to see if they are going to go stick with O'Connell. I would like to see them maybe get a guy like a Gardner Minshew or Baker Mayfield. Maybe if he's uh, ends up not resigning with the, the Bucks or even, uh, you know, Jake Browning to have a decent backup just in case it doesn't work out. And I mean, they're going to have to get a backup anyway with, with Brian Hoyer being a um, being on a one year deal, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo likely uh, likely exiting after or being a one and done guy with the Raiders. So, yeah, I'm kind of uh, at the point where I've accepted that they're going to roll with the O'Connell back just with how the, how the draft is playing out right now. But and uh, kind of a, a wait and see and see what happens in the the next few months. I'm trying to figure out how to frame this question. Oh, um, it's gonna get weird here, Matt. Hold no, on. No, 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 <laughs> not not that weird. But how do you feel is a fair way to judge Aiden O'Connell? From all accounts, he didn't really get a lot of attention from Josh McDaniels earlier in the season. I mean, that's a good thing. I don't know, but uh, I mean, even in the Chargers game that he started, he wasn't taking like full team first team reps the entire week. You know, he was sharing right. it, uh, and he got thrown out there. Um, so how, how do you how do you feel it's a fair way to grade Aiden O'Connell uh, on his season? Yeah, I mean, I think so. When you're talking about grading them, you're like you're kind of like saying like the end of the year evaluate. What do you mean? I guess where he is now. His only offensive forward. minds have been Josh McDaniels, who's poisoned to every quarterback he <laughs> touches, and then Bo Hardigy, who's like got thrown into this position that he wasn't ready for. Um, like that's it, right? Like it's not like yeah. he's been. 
under Andy Reid for three seasons and still sucks. You're like, okay, that's not the problem. Like, like can can you judge Farva on this season based <laughs> on what he was kind of thrown into? Yeah, I mean, I think like you said, I think that's part of the reason why. I'm kind of at that state where I'm like, you know, if they did bring him back where you give him a full year and, and like you said, a legit offensive coordinator who can, uh, um, who can help him and work with him a little bit more then I can definitely see where it, it come, where uh, bringing him back would make a ton of sense and kind of giving him that fair shot. So he's definitely been dealt, you know, uh, uh, dealt a, a little bit of a shorthand uh, in that sense. But I think one of the things that kind of worries me about him as we move towards the future is, that arm is just not very great. It's kind of a, a pool noodle and like you can see that limitations and, and you can, f- I feel like too, he knows it because he has opportunities to push the ball down the field when he has open guys and he just doesn't, and he doesn't let it rip. And part of me want, is screaming and wants him to at least try it. But the other part of me knows, well, at least the guy knows how he's built and he's probably not going to make that throw anyway. Um, and I think that's where I get a little bit concerned. And that on top of that too, is a little bit more of a statue in the, in the pocket where, when a pressure does come, he's not exactly somebody who I'm going to trust to sidestep it and be able to still make a play. Um, but again, you know, going back to what you're talking about earlier, with a functional season, or as much as a, of the Raiders can have for a functional season, is uh, <laughs> seems to be the curse of the franchise for the last few years. Um, you know, I definitely think it'd be a more fair assessment. And again, you know, giving him that full year and um, full off season, I guess, to be the starter and be the guy moving forward. Uh, you know, might be a, a little bit more "quote unquote" fair. It's just we, as we've known and uh, we've grown to know in the NFL, fair doesn't always uh, always happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that that's my main concern too, because it's like you have kind of cases either way. Like you said, he has some physical limitations, and we've seen the quarterback position. You don't have to be like a speedster, but you have to be more dynamic than what Aiden O'Connell has shown he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just to to run and, and get first downs with your feet, but like extend plays and right, be able right. to move around the pocket and have that arm to throw to difficult windows when it's off schedule, which we, we've seen Aiden O'Connell can't do. And I think right. part of the reason why he doesn't rip those throws is he's being told, don't turn over the ball. <laughs> don't yeah. turn the ball over and our defense is killing it. Don't do that. O'Connell's like O'Connell's like the fat kid that wears the T-shirt on the pool, right? He'd rather be made fun of for wearing the shirt than you see what's underneath. He's like, I'm not going to throw the deep ball because I know what's going to happen. And just I'd rather be made fun of for not throwing the ball than he'll throw the deep ball on time, but he won't throw the deep ball (laughs) off schedule. He won't do that. Uh, But again, like it's not just Josh McDaniel that didn't do him any favors. Like I didn't want Derek Carr throwing the ball 46 times, let alone. Aiden O'Connell throwing the ball 46 times and he threw the yeah. ball over 40 times, multiple times this season. And I just, I just don't understand how you're trying to highlight a quarterback's attributes by having him throw that many times when he's yeah. shown you like, the more times he throws, the more times he has a, a chance of being put in that position where he's shown he can't excel. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, circling back to the coaching discussion, that's where like getting a guy like, like maybe a Ben Johnson might actually work well with O'Connell. If you think about Aiden O'Connell and, and Jared Goff, they actually have a lot of similarities. They're not exactly the most mobile guys, but and they don't have the biggest arms. But Ben Johnson's been able to get it, get, been able to let it work. So I think, you know, to that point and to your point, if they could get bring in someone like him, you know, maybe we get a better evaluation of uh, Aiden O'Connell. And again, circling back to what I was talking about with the draft, like where you're not going to be in a great spot, give this kid one more chance. If he sucks next year, then hey, maybe you're in a good position to get to be able to get draft one or at least 
have the rest of the roster in place where you can trade up. So definitely can agree where, uh, you know, the, the valuation where he's been put in an adverse situation can, can uh, affect it a little bit. And, you know, maybe that does uh, weigh into their decision to, to give him another shot for another year. Well, the big positive, and I would say like a shocking positive, was how this defense did a complete 180. Like we're afraid to say Patrick Graham, Graham's name out loud because we don't <laughs> want other teams to hear his name and want him as a coach. Like it was sorcery. Like 20 years, Matt, 20 years <laughs> of atrocious defense. And he did a 180 in this season. Like as soon as AP took over, right? We all saw the stats first in points scored against. What happened? Like what? How did it, like, I get like... He's a great defensive coach. He's getting the most out of his players. The juice from AP helps, but like units don't do 180s like that ever, especially after 20 years of being terrible. And this unit did. Yeah. And I think one thing that's helped Patrick Graham a lot is going back to last year, like everyone made a lot about the Raiders running a lot of press man coverage. And I kept saying for a while, I'm like, yeah, because they were sending guys off the street to get him to play defensive back. Like you, you, they had so many injuries just starting from the from week one with uh, Anthony Avery going down and getting put on IR, then Nate Hobbs getting put on IR, and they just had they were so banged up back there that at some point you have that's all you can play because that's the easiest defense to run, right? I just line up and I, I guard the guy that's going in front of me. Um, whereas this year they've been a little bit more healthier on the back end, and while they haven't had you know necessarily great talent they can run his scheme they can run the more of the two high looks getting a guy like marcus epps is healthy even though epps hasn't made a ton of impact plays down the stretch but the fact that they have two safeties now that can play it and trevon merrick getting more comfortable in that system too has helped a lot a lot and i mean the emergence of a guy like malcolm Kuntz, who has caught fire since ap took over is, has really helped too as well because i mean that was one of the things they were missing last year with with chandler jones out there and not uh not producing very much and um, you know, I think as well as Max Crosby has kind of stepped his game up as, as, uh, he continues to surprise us. So I think Patrick Graham deserves a ton of credit. I'm happy that he was, uh, he's finally getting the, the, uh, recognition that he deserves because I'm not, I, I was, no, uh, no recognition, no, 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 no recognition, about keep him yeah. around, but yeah. yes, like keep him. We want to keep, you get, like, this yeah. is, that's a, that's a head coach. That's it is a, he should be on the head coaching watch list for what he did to this defense. Yeah. Seriously. He did the same oh, yeah. thing with the Giants. He was turn, training them in the right direction, and then Dable came in and didn't keep keep anybody, and uh, that's why we, we were able to get him. But yeah. uh, I heard a lot of good things about him at the Senior Bowl. Uh, so, yeah, if, if he's able to do something similar for an entire season next year, I think it's going to be one of the top names for a head coach. Yeah, I mean, might be one of these this year. I mean, you look at it now, the Raiders are – Raiders are what I think second to last in cap space allocating and then in the top 10 in points scored. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's been fun to watch. I've been uh, really happy because I was excited when they hired Patrick Graham, just because uh, how, how much he really does adapt his scheme to his players and his skill set. And, um, you know, I think he's done one, obviously he's done wonders for the defense this year and, and just put on a masterclass in that. Cause even so the Raiders don't have a ton of talent and they're getting a, a lot out of guys like a, a Robert Spillane who's having a career year and, and, Again, you know, Malcolm Coons going back to that too, and and Mary as well playing well. So, yeah, when when Chandler Jones was saying that, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm doing the things that the coaches wanted me to do. I'm 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 grading. I'm still grading really high on the with the coaches. I was thinking to myself, is this dude crazy? And it comes to find <laughs> out, he's actually is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, also on the defense, like obviously you mentioned Coons, mentioned Crosby and Merrick. Like, who's been the biggest surprise for you on this Raiders defense this season? I mean, I think it definitely has to be Koontz. I think 
going into this year, I was partially because he just hadn't played. I wasn't holding out much expectations. I honestly, I think in the preseason, I was thinking he might get cut or traded just because of the way it was shaking out. Mm-hmm. Granted, I also thought Tra- uh, Chandler Jones was going to be on the team. So, that, um, and I thought Tyree Wilson, they get a little bit more than what they've gotten out of him this year. But yeah, he's been the biggest surprise to me, especially in this last, uh, last little stretch to end the season for um, how well he's grown. And he's starting to get better as a run defender. I keep pointing out on, yes. uh, on tape, don't lie. He's a, uh, Get, he's not, you know, a guy that's going to be a huge different make, egg maker against the run. It's probably never his scheme, but he's setting the edge a lot better and, and, you know, starting to pop up a little bit more. So he's been probably my guy that I've been the almost the most proud or the most fun to watch for me just to see his growth, um, you know, from his rookie season and even the beginning of the year to to the way he's finished. So definitely going to be definitely be Malcolm Coons for me. Yeah, that's exactly what I pointed out, that the, his ability to play the run better has allowed him to stay on the field more. Because, yep. I mean, even as a rookie, he had a good win rate, pass rush win rate as a rookie. Uh, so you knew that some of the raw skills were there. He just needed to get better. Uh, and I, I know I've heard that you say that a lot about him is if he gets better against the run, he can be on the field longer. It's exactly what's happening now. He's using yeah. a lot of his pass rushing skills to, 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 to uh, keep that and set that edge. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's all working. So. It's a good thing for him going forward to maybe cash in if he has another strong year next year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he might even cash in this uh, this season. Uh, this offseason. I would. That's, that, that, I would. that's what I was telling that's RJ. He's like, dude, sign this guy now. Do the same thing you did to like who, who, who did you do to Max Waller. 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 We did it to Colt Waller. Miller. Where we're like, okay, let's extend you. Your next year is still going to be the same, but you're going to get money after that. Uh, yeah, I would do that for Coons for sure. Yeah. Um. Is our starting DBs next season on the roster currently? Well, Jack Jones is. I think he's uh, still under contract, and I think he's played you know well enough that he's going to come back. Um, again, I think Merrick will be back as well. I believe Epps is under contract for a couple more years. Hobbs. Um, Hobbs, I think – Hobbs kind of, for me, is trending the opposite direction where he's just turning into a little bit more of a, of a jag, a little more just a guy like – he has his moments. He'll have his times, but he is limited. He's going to be a slot corner his, his entire career. Um, the biggest question is what they're going to do at another cornerback. I, as much as Jack Jones has played well, I would like to see them get you know a true number one guy, whether that be a guy like a Jalen Johnson in the draft or Jalen Johnson in free agency, excuse me, or um, or even like a Kool Aid McKinstry in the draft. Those are the two guys who I would kind of like circle in, um, and if they can pull off getting Jalen Johnson and, and prying him from the bears. I'd be super excited. A guy that's going to be 26 years old, I think next year and just made the pro bowl probably going to be an all pro player. Wouldn't be surprised me. So I definitely think they need the star in the secondary. They need one of those shutdown guys that can be that difference maker. That's not, that's not on the roster, but they do have some solid players, I think. And starting with Jack Jones, who's again, come on, come along and, and uh, probably followed by Merrigan Epps after those two. What do you think about Wiggins? Nate Wiggins? I, so I haven't done too much diving into the uh, into the corners right now. I kind of focus more a little bit more on the, the front seven with stuff with Bleacher Report. And then once the season ends, I'll, I'll dive more into, you know, Raiders needs and guys like that. But, um, you know, I know, do know from where, from what I do know, he's pretty good movement skills and pretty good, uh, pretty good in, uh, in coverage and whatnot. Just a little bit lighter on the lighter side and smaller, yeah, but. Got but, that long uh, arms though, at the length. Yeah, and those, those what you want. Yeah, so 
I'm not going to try to like test your knowledge like Soto, like try to catch you, catch you sleep. That was a good job. Man. <laughs> no, I just, he just I gave you one last name and he's still question. Pushed. I'll give you an easy one. Uh, At least I didn't have to go with who you're talking about. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, you knew the full name, you enough about it, right? Soto's trying to test you, right? Like I'm trying to give you some, so I'm trying to make you look good with some layups. Soto's like, no, all right, let me see if this guy's. <laughs> no, I'm very big fan of you, man. Uh, Appreciate it. Josh Jacobs, he's played his last snap with the Raiders, you think? I think so. I think. Not only has he not had a good of a year, but you've seen what Zamir White's done in the last few weeks. Now, Zamir White's not Josh Jacobs. I don't mean to say that, but I think Zamir White's played well enough with the money and the running back contract, and Josh Jacobs been banged up the last three weeks, questionable for this week again, and kind of throughout his career with the Raiders has always been at least hobbled, maybe not missed as many games, but has been banged up and whatnot. Um, and I just kind of feel like, with what they need to do or with so many other needs and how they're going to need to approach that 13 or 15 million would be better spent, you know, on a corner, even if the corner is going to cost 20 to have that extra little cushion and, and cap space would be nice. But as much as I love Jacobs and, and what he's been able to do and uh, as much as I was rooting for him to get the bag in the off season, I kind of feel like with, especially how Zamir white has played and, and looks so much better than what we've seen in the past, that it's probably going to be him as the, as the lead back and, probably go after a guy that can maybe impact the passing game a little bit more or take some of the load off. But I feel like this is uh this is probably gonna be it for Jacobs. Yeah, I was I was there was a, a third win bag, kind of like the fifth beetle. Like he rarely comes on, but he's in our text string and he was like, oh yeah, he came out of nowhere. I'm like, what do you mean came out of nowhere? He had 17 carries all last season. How can you tell anything getting <laughs> one carry per game? Yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest issue with Zamir was uh even in the preseason, he wasn't wasn't looking great, and even now he still has issues with his vision. Like there was a few runs last game where he was running in the backs of offensive linemen, and uh, yeah. that was kind of his issue at Georgia a little bit too. But yeah, this, this past these past three weeks have been really fun to watch. He kind of uh, he's been doing a lot better at running behind his pads and being that power rusher that we thought he would be coming out of Georgia and starting to starting to catch on. And hopefully, he can you know keep that momentum going into next season. Uh, well, unless Soto has any trap questions about innocuous college players to ask you, I'm ready to move on. Uh, just real quick, we don't need a full Frank break. Frank Jr.? Yeah. Do I uh, Jr.? For, for, if a sleeper pick at running back late in the draft? <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe. We don't need your full breakdown, but last game of the season, Raider Broncos, our old buddy Jared Stidham. Um, I want it. I like to be able to talk trash to all my Broncos buddies that cleaned your house four seasons in a row. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll eat the two or three draft picks it's going to cost draft positions it's going to cost us. I'm fine with it. Um, I think the game looks Sunday. I think the Raiders can win this one. I mean, the way the thing that is kind of not great for as far as watching it is it almost is like another preseason game where it doesn't really mean much. And uh, you got two guys that weren't week one starters. I know Aiden O'Connell is a starter and has been for a while, but both guys started the year as backups. And I think the, the emphasis for both teams at least should be to kind of give these young guys a little bit more run, maybe let Tyree Wilson, even if he's struggling a little bit, get more snaps than he normally does. Um, so I don't know exactly how the game's going to flow, but I think the Raiders with, you know, where they're at with Antonio Pierce and they know every win that they get makes Pierce's uh, candidacy for being the head coach even better. So I think they'll be a little bit more motivated. Whereas if you're the Broncos, you're kind of packing it in at this point if uh, for the team. And I know they beat the, the Chargers last week, but as we all saw in that Thursday night game, the Chargers have, have packed it in a, a few months ago, it seems like. So <laughs> we I packed it for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they hadn't, then we uh, we made sure they, they, they had their suitcases packed. Packed so their luggage, packed their fudge. 
We did it all. <laughs> uh, where, where are you on the last game of the season in situations like this? Do we, do, we, do we bomb against the Broncos and get those extra draft positions? Or is it like, look, you don't tank in the NFL. You play hard. Um, I mean, being a draft guy, I never hate, hate the tank move. <laughs> but again, I get it true. when you're Antonio Pierce and you're trying to get, get a job and you're going to uh, you're gonna be more than anybody, you're going to wear the record. So I get you know going out and playing hard. Um, I kind of look at it as this is a game where I'm not as really concerned about the scoreboard. I just kind of want to see the process a little bit, kind of like sure. I was saying with the preseason where, you know, if a guy like Tyree Wilson can have a good game, that's going to be huge for me, win or lose. I don't really care what the scoreboard says at this point. Um, but, yeah, a- as a draft guy, I do like seeing them uh, get a little bit creep, a little bit closer to the picks. But, you know, again, I get it when uh, when it's not – it's easy for me to say when the record doesn't follow me and I don't have to eat the loss or anything like that. Yeah. So. Do, do we classify Tyree Wilson as a bust as of this second, as of this season? I mean, this season's been a bust, yeah. There's no getting around that. The guy's, the guy's was a top 10 pick and not starting. Like, you, you get those guys you hope to make an impact this year. Um, you know, what I have tried to explain to people and, and kind of try to reiterate this point is before we write him off, let's give this guy an offseason where he can train instead of rehab mm-hmm. and, you know, have a, a functional coaching staff. I felt like they kind of babied him along too, too, too much. Now that's again, that's easy for me to say being in my position. I don't know how bad his foot was and how um, much of an issue that was during training camp, but when he didn't even play until what the second to last week in training camp, I'm like, this is a guy that needs reps. This is a guy that's going to need to need to be able to be on the field. And I feel like now we're seeing that a little bit in the, or at least to begin the season, how, I've kind of hurt him and kind of stunted it, ended up stunting his growth. Hopefully it ends up paying off in the long run again. And maybe that foot was a bigger issue than we had all realized, but I felt like they kept the training wheels on a little bit too soon with the, with him. And I I'd like to see what he can do with that full off season with uh, a full, t- full program. Because I'll tell you what, watching that guy play at Texas tech, there was uh, no question about who was the most physically dominant player on the field when he, he was, when he was at his best for sure. You know who didn't have a bad foot? Jalen Carter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me. I, I was a big Jalen Carter fan. I just, I think uh, I had a feeling that one was a little bit too close to home with the, uh, with yeah. the situation, too similar. But might have been the PR, might have been Mark stepping in and uh, or the PR team stepping in and saying, "Thanks, Mark. Maybe we, can we maybe go with someone else?" But uh, but yeah, it's definitely a definitely a tough one to swallow right now. Oof. His name is Matt Holder. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at mholder95. Check out his written work at Silver and Black Pride and Bleacher Report for all his scout stuff. And of course, make sure you check him out on Tape Don't Lie with her boy Marcus. Matt, finally got you. Glad we did. It was worth uh, me blowing up your Twitter DMs for the last few months. Oh, no worries. My pleasure, Brad. I appreciate you having me on. I'll have to come back sometime. Of course. Perfect. Awesome, Matt. Thank you so much. Reducing what a Wimbags? Yes, sir. Yes. Rebobby. Let's do it. Uh, Morton Brathalm, 75-52. Can we have Patrick Graham as a head coach and keep AP as a motivator, like Terrence Lawrence, an office linebacker? Uh, I, I want as much as – we see this happen all the time, right? You could be the most ama- – like let's say in like business, right? Let's say you're the most amazing salesman for your company. That doesn't mean you're going to be the best sales manager or that maybe that's the best use of your skill set. Maybe it might be it. If you're just that good of a well-rounded human, let's give you more responsibility. 
But maybe it means is like, let's just have you in the field moving units and we can have someone else manage the other people. I know for a fact, we, we all know Patrick Graham is an insanely good defensive coordinator. Let's just keep him there for as long as we can. If it does Soto actually end up in something where he says like, I have head coaching offers, make me the head coach or I'm leaving. We'll have that conversation. But until that day comes, dude, keep that guy with the, with the pencil and the, and the clipboard and making this defense that's been trashed for two decades. Awesome. There's a difference between being a details-only guy and being a big-picture guy. Mm-hmm. Usually, the big-picture guys are better at leading a group of people. And the details-only guys are the ones who are like coordinators, who are very specific, very um, like the, 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 the big-time sales guys, right? Uh, you know, I'm like, what, like when, uh, Michael Jordan, like I can never be a coach because I expect everyone to be able to do what I'm telling them to do. Mm-hmm. And not everyone can do that. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I don't, I, I'm not opposed to Patrick Graham being a head coach. Like I was, we were telling uh, with Matt, I was, he got a lot of good reports in the senior bowl. Uh, I know that the players like him a lot. Uh, so We'll see, man. We'll see how that works out. But I don't I don't know. Because, look, if it's not going to be AP, it's going to be Harbaugh. I think those are the two main ones. Like like you said, Harbaugh's the first choice. If he wants too much or wants too much control or he wants to upset the vision of Mark Davis's uh, organization that he has, because he just hired a new president, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like – it's not like – from what I'm hearing and what I'm reading, Harbaugh wants, like, everything. He just doesn't want to be a GM. He wants like president. Oh, he wants all that. So I don't know that necessarily I'm sold on Mark Davis being like, yes, you have it all. He might, but I'm not, I don't know. Uh, but he's going to want to have total control over everything. That's what I'm trying to say. WJ00312. Unless Devontae Adams specifically requests a trade, you shouldn't go anywhere. I don't give a damn what New York offers up. Doesn't give a damn, huh? You don't give a damn? I do. I give a damn. If New, York, sure if New York's desperate, if Aaron Rodgers says, hey, Jets, hey, GM, hey, president, hey, owner, whatever it takes. We got one year. I need my boy. I need Devontae. You listen. And again, we're not trying to get rid of Devontae Adams by any means, but. And also, like the our championship window is still kind of murky, right? Like he's older, you know. Um, might make sense to get if we if we can get a haul for him, right? If the Jets are desperate, yeah, it again, depends on what we get for him. Do I and, want to see them? No, but I also want to look forward to. And it's also this again the salary cap, like the dead cap hit we're taking with Devontae has got to be a part of the equation. If we ever get rid of them too, uh, we gave Morton Bratholm two of them because he was just crushing it today in the comment section. We were talking about uh, getting the um, the exemption for Chandler Jones because he went nuts, right? And sometimes you can get the commissioner's exemption. We should put Jimmy Garoppolo and Chandler together for a good night out. <laughs> that would be wild, bro. Did you see his live where he was getting arrested? He wasn't no. getting arrested, but he would. You didn't Chandler? see that? No. He didn't get arrested. He got put in handcuffs because he was uh there was like a court order for him to be taken to like a, a facility to get evaluated. 
Oh, in his house. Yeah, yeah, his yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. yeah he had yeah, handcuffs yeah, yeah. on. Yeah. Bro, it's like I don't understand. I don't understand how we can be held liable for that contract. Need Jimmy, and we need Jimmy G to get something done to him too, so we can get out of his dead cap. He should get one of those Mike Tyson tattoos on his face. Just lose get him it. Drunk enough. Just something insane. Yeah. Have Jimmy take take uh, Chandler to the Bunny Ranch or something. Have it just all blow up. No, because Jimmy's at home there. You know, you need someplace. You know, it's funny. Like if Chandler's like, "Oh, well, what are we doing here? Oh, well, you can have any girl you want. Really, any girl I want." And he goes and picks like two or three chicks. And then uh, uh, Jimmy's like, "Hey, man, don't just you know take it easy on my boys. It's first time." Like, oh, Chandler, he's here like twice a week. <laughs> he gets his mail here. What are you talking about? <laughs> that, that was a great scene for Man on the Moon. When uh, they take Bartends uh, on Wednesdays, when they take uh, uh, his his buddy takes uh, Bob Smuda takes um, the hell's his name Andy Kaufman to the to the uh, the whorehouse, and he's like, well, he's all played it off like he's never been there before. And he's like, well, Andy, oh, Andy's here like three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally Taylor Jones. He's been like, what am I supposed to do here? I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh, what do I put my penis in this one? This is so weird. All right, that's it for us. Uh, thank you, Matt Holder, for joining us. Um, a lot of coaching talk, and that's going to be the main topic of conversation, I feel, till the Raiders say, well, GM, head coach, quarterback. Need him. Bang, bang, bang. Offensive coordinator. Is that all? Is that too much to ask for? I'll start right. Yeah, yeah. right? Not too much to ask for. Uh, we will do a uh, – we need to do our preview for Broncos Raiders – uh, taking the daughter to Disneyland Friday. Do we really? <laughs> you don't want to do one? <laughs> look, look, I'm not saying I don't want to do one. I'm saying that whatever we say is really not going to matter because we don't know who's going to play. We don't know how long they're going to play. We don't. It's just. It's just. A, it's such a game that's up in the air. Kind of like Matt said. It's like you're going to have to see a lot of young guys in there probably. So. Uh, I mean, just, could be. <laughs> we'll just make fun of the Broncos for 45 minutes. That would be fun. Half, half hour. Half hour. Saturday. How's your Saturday looking? You Saturday? Uh, maybe. Maybe? Right. I think we'll so. Let you know. We'll let you know when we can. But until then, knock on wood if you're with me. Hey.